Hi everyone, my name is Steve Tudor and welcome to another Top 6 Special where we focus on the upper echelons of the Premier League and discuss who are the main contenders and what shape they're currently in. Joining us for each are fans of the clubs in question for that crucial insider take. Joining me today too, I have Howard as we concentrate our attentions on a club that succumbed to chaos and crisis last season, bought out by an American billionaire that burned his way through three managers and didn't appear to want to be a billionaire anymore, such was his erratic spending. Can Chelsea put an end to the madness and challenge at the top again? Or does a period of transition await on the new boss, Maurizio Pochettino? First up, hello, Howard, how are you? Hello, I'm fine, thanks. Not bad. Look, had to uh, open Transfer Market website for this one. <laughs> they have been busy ain't that again. Good. Let's put it that way. Yeah, for the second year in a row, for, for basically every year, really, Chelsea are so active in the transfer market, and they haven't even finished yet. Have you? You'd no. expect them to go 100 million on Cicado at some point. Um, I mean, they probably looks... signed someone in the time we've done doing this podcast. Let's be honest. So. Yeah. But they need Sicardo, don't they? Because they need a midfielder. Um, they've just basically got some talented kid. But you look at their midfield, it's like, how have you spent so much money? <laughs> and you've, I mean, don't get me wrong, like Enzo Fernandez, I'm a huge fan of. Um, Andre Santos looks like a really good prospect. Conor Gallagher, I've got a lot of time for, put a work rate in. Um, Chukwameka, is it Chukwameka? We got from Aston Villa. Um, but they're all kids. They're all. 22 and under um they need a bit of experience and actually we'll get to this very shortly um i chatted to dan before uh chelsea fan and um he said just he can't believe chelsea fans can't believe they sold kovacic to us because they need that experience and that guile that you provide so this this is surely the time to mention who's left yes okay it's just it's Blows my brain when you see it down. Kai Havertz, Mason Mount, Kovacic, Koulibaly, Pulisic, Mendy, Loftus-Cheek, Kante, Azpilicueta. Oh, and uh, Aubameyang. I mean, that (laughs) Felix, uh, the loan's ended. Uh, He has gone back to Madrid, I assume. That is a staggering amount. it's It's like they've just started... Football club up. Well, let me let me ask you this. It's <laughs> just like get rid of everyone, and we'll just start from scratch with a huge amount of money, is, and we'll do that, it from scratch. Let me just ask this: then. is that the right approach? Because you know could... it's staggeringly stupid. I mean, Mason Mount's <laughs> the one that stands out. Asan would have loved him at City. We weren't so sure, but he's a cracking player. Yeah, and he's more to the point. It's like not quite. Maybe it's not like us selling Foden quite, but it's not far off. It's like Rashford being allowed to leave United. It's like Trent Alexander-Arnold being allowed to leave Liverpool. It's staggering. I mean, I've been asking for a lot of money, but it's staggering mismanagement to to sell Mason Mount at all and to do it to a rival in the Premier League and then to sell Kai Havertz to a rival in the Premier League and then to sell Kovacic to a rival in the Premier League. It's It just blows my mind. I don't, I don't understand any of this, to be honest. They've... They've obviously got, I'm sure Dan will explain it much better, what the thinking is behind it and buying talent and building for the future. Well, that is a huge amount of experience and now. So, I mean, we're, as City fans, yeah. we were we were so worried. Like, what if, we can't afford to lose three senior players in the same summer. 
They've just literally got rid of the team. <laughs> I mean, not not the team, but you know, Mendy yeah. was first choice. Some Pulis. I mean, a lot. Obviously, Koulibaly didn't work. Pulisic was very hot and cold. If that Kovacic had his his injury concerns, Havertz. I look. Arteta knows better than me, and I'm sure he'll he'll become good at Arsenal. But I did. I didn't rate him that much. Uh, can't say, of course. Time catches up with everyone. Same with Aspilicueta and Aubameyang. But I still, I don't, I don't get it. I don't know why they didn't try and keep a lot more of that core. I, I just don't know what it is they're trying to achieve, or they're you see, just looking at the long game, basically. I, I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with you purpose, purposely here, just mm. for for sake of you know, kind of a debate. Um, but I do disagree with you. I, I think they're not going to win the league next year. They know this. They've so the building a, for the year after then? Yeah, I, I think do it in one go. It's like pulling a mm. plaster off. You know What they've done is pulled a very expensive plaster off this summer and they've just got rid of, was it 13 players, 11 of which played significant minutes for Chelsea in recent years. They've just got rid of him in one swift go. And and if, if you can have an overhaul, have an overhaul. Do it proper. Don't just do it in, in kind of increments across three or four transfer windows. If you're in a position of Chelsea, and only if you're in a position of Chelsea, if it's City having an overhaul, or even if it's Liverpool, it's a different game altogether. You need patience and do it gradual. But Chelsea, like I say, if they're not going to do anything next year, people aren't tipping them to win the league. So just do it, get it all out of the way. And bring in some youngsters, bring in a manager who's very good with kids as well. I mean, Pochettino is very good in that regard. Hmm. And build for the future. So... I do. I see a point one hundred percent, but I do disagree with you. Well, that's fine. <laughs> Different <laughs> opinion. I mean, just everything he did last year was just horrific. You know, top early. I, I don't know. I, there, there are. It's obviously got a better structure there now. That are, mm. was it Chelsea yeah, well, who raided yeah. most of Brighton's backroom staff? They've obviously got something in mind. They've obviously got a plan. That's yeah. fair enough. It's not just. It felt in the very first days of the, you know, the change. It's totally ownership. random, didn't it? Yeah, it felt scattergun like us in two thousand eight yes. a bit, but uh, yeah, they're clearly building for the future. But it's, I mean, I don't know what what then can we expect for this season? I mean, don't well, they have to like, don't they have to be competitive this season? Don't they have to try and get in that top four, stroke five? They not have to have Champions League football within well, I thought two the same, years. But, I mean, but Dan, Dan it's, it's such a huge overhaul. You could, even if they're buying brilliantly, even if you think Pochettino's the world's greatest manager, and I'm not, I'm not, I think he's great, but I'm not really one of those who th- thinks he's some magnificent manager. I just don't think he's earned that that level, basically. But I think he'll be good for Chelsea. I think they'll have more stability now. And if you think they're buying exciting talent, it's like for when. And why didn't they keep that core? Why there are still, of course, senior players there, and this, but it's such an overhaul. It it's, it still seems it seems too much to me. But yeah, I mean, I, I thought only time will was, tell. Basically, only time will tell. I mean, I thought top four was essential for him, but Dan insists that you know the owner will be thinking, no, we can do without top four. If we get top four, it'd be a huge bonus. But so perhaps not. Perhaps this is. Genuinely, a period of transition that we're witnessing. But Stefan thinks they're FFP. <laughs> Big. I mean, obviously they've got another uh, investigation that's just been announced now because of uh, foreign pay- payments to foreign accounts or something. 
So mm. they've got all that off-field stuff, but hey, it's not not doing City any harm yet, is it? Uh, Stefan, you know, it was obviously looked at the figures, think how, how I'm not sure how they do this, and they kind of need the revenue of Champions League football. Yeah. At some point, uh, they may be so. helped by not having European football next season, of course. So they can concentrate on domestic success. Mm. But already, you know, Unconku is out now for months. He's going to have knee surgery. Yes. I think Fafada's out for most yep. of the season, is he not? ACL, yeah. Uh, Unconku was, yeah, looks like a really exciting signing. Uh, Nicholas Jackson looks great. He looks a great prospect. There's some, you know, you, you write that squad down, that gusto at right back, I think it'll be, uh, could be a future great player or Definitely squad depth. There's some some great players there, you know. There's already, of course, Raheem Sterling is due to come into form if there's some stability at the club. Enzo Fernandez there, and yeah, obviously Thiago Silva will play on until he's 85, won't he? So there's plenty there, but mm. yeah, I, I I think you'd be mad to the transition to get this into a working and really competitive team that's consistently good I think will take a long long time because everything's new at the club including most of the players and the manager I and just think the owner <laughs> so. they need a, 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 it's an obvious thing to say but they desperately need a season of stability so get it all done in one go Mm. You know, basically, just navigate your way through the next transfer window. Don't don't buy anyone in January. Keep as you are, and then get some stability under Pochettino. If they do that, then a season will be enough, I believe. Because if you're looking at players like, you know, Enzo Fernandez. He's young, yes, but he's 22. You're looking at mm. kind of people like you know Levi Colwell, for example, who's going to be you know their next. I'm not comparing him like for like, but I'm t- talking about how. You know, long-standing. He's he could be at Chelsea. He could be the next John Terry. Then yeah. okay, he's twenty, but he's already got a season of experience in Premier League with Brighton, and he excelled then. So another so he, season. Yeah, he'll, he'll go in the team. Yeah, yeah, and then you look at Reese James, twenty-three. But you know, so these are youngsters. But one season together will be enough, I believe, um, and, and then you know, they build from that. If they stretch for Caicedo, if they put him in. That is key. You know, it's a very useful squad, absolutely. Yeah. And if you can get Modric, you know, firing, and and of course we've got Raheem Sterling, who we haven't mentioned, um, who's one of the elder statesmen of the squad now. And um, it's by the way, just stay around for Dan because uh, it's well worth listening what he has to say about Raheem. So um, <laughs> <laughs> now there's a teaser, if ever there was one. Yes, he's not a popular figure at Chelsea. Um, mm. So yeah, I. I think maybe I'm just looking too much on the positive here. Don't get me wrong, some of the things that Chelsea have done in the last 12 months have blown my mind. They make no sense whatsoever. But I'm just talking specifically about letting so many experienced players go. I think, like Dan says, it makes no sense to let go of Kovacic and just leave yourself with three teenagers in midfield. Of course, Kovacic is the exception to the rule there. But elsewhere... You're looking at people like Kante and God, who else is there? There's too many to remember. Um, no, but individually they made sense. Obviously, Kante's come to the end yes. of the world. Pulisic never Pula played. Barley. Havertz yeah. wasn't doing it. Mendy had gone off the boil. Uh, and of course, they brought in uh, Sanchez, is it, the Brighton uh, keeper? So yes. 
Kepa's back at number one, but he's got he can't really pass out, so he's got competition there. Pochettino's got a, a passing goalkeeper and more of a shot stopper. So, the, yeah, individually you can look at everyone that left or most of them. I still don't get Martin Kovacic to be honest. Though of course got both ref- weren't signing new contracts. Yeah, so exactly, exactly. Though Mount would have done if they'd offered him a huge amount of money. And look, you can see the principle like why you know you're not paying you three hundred grand a week. That's ridiculous. But he was their player of the year for two years. Kovacic was for the other one. Uh, mm. Pay him. It would have been better to pay him that amount when you're spunking £600 million anyway on players here, there and everywhere <laughs> to meet the demands of your homegrown star player, basically. So, yeah, there is a lot of excitement in that squad, but I guess that all leads to the point... What do we expect? What, well, what constitutes a good season now then for Chelsea? I was about to ask that very same thing. We'll, we'll both answer this and then we'll get to Dan. Um, I think, <clears throat> well, Dan's kind of changed my mind on it. I would have said fourth, but he's convinced that they don't need fourth. I, I would say a good season for them is, well, no, I'm sticking with what I originally thought. They need top four. <laughs> I think they have to get top four. Um, or five, or fifth. In, yeah. in order, yes, in order for it to be a successful season. Um, yeah, sixth, seventh, eighth just doesn't cut it for me. Um, what about yourself? I've no idea. <laughs> I've no idea. Uh, yeah, as I say, you know, sorry to, like, stuck record, fifth might get Champions League. That's got to be their aim, really. I yeah. just don't see how the financial model works if they're not getting the riches soon. Mm. of Champions League football. Europa League doesn't pay much. Conference League will pay even less. I don't understand how just not being in it for a second season, you know, for 24-25, is not a disaster to them. It's got to be their aim. And as always, try and go deep in a domestic cup. It's the same for everyone there near the top. Or even anyone in the Premier League is hoping of that. Uh, I think they've got to aim for the Champions League. Agreed. How, how can you not after this outlay? I mean, well, the, I'm honestly, I don't know who the, they've got first. Do you know who their first games are? Because so, it's going to be a fascinating watch anyway. Because oh, I honestly got, don't. I'll sit down not knowing what. what they've got, what, they've got, got Liverpool. Liverpool first game and they've got West Ham away second game. So well, that's Luton two at Holmes. Yeah. Forest and Bournemouth. And, so they've got. Not quite. I'm not saying Villa at home's not easy because, you know, I think Villa won the up and then they've got Fulham at home. So they've got after that, they've got some quite quite a comfortable run, basically. Mm, yeah. Uh, Pochettino need, probably will have to sort be sorting out, yeah, <laughs> how he's playing, who the favourites are very quickly and get some points on the board, I think, because a lot of the tough games will come later and he need, they need stability, so... Look, he's probably led some of this. He'll be involved in the recruitment, and I guess that with the two big injuries, he's you know he's got less to choose from anyway. So it'll be it will be a, there'll be a fascinating watch because uh, I honestly don't know what I'm going, what will transpire yeah. when the leg step out on the pitch in the opening weeks of the season. They might even get to the middle of the season. I'm still not be that sure to be honest. But Pochettino is probably the best man to have it. Yeah. Again, as we, we've talked about Spurs, I think they've got someone decent and some stability in at managerial level that they can hope to now move forward. 
Well, that's the thing. They can't... Rid themselves of the chaos that's preceded all this. They just can't keep on sacking managers. That's mm. the bottom line. Just stay with Pochettino and just see where you go. Give him two years and see where you are. Um, yeah. Let's hear what Dan's got to say about him, about his club. Thanks for listening to the first 15 minutes of the show. To listen to the full podcast and all our contents, including reviews, previews, analysis, quizzes and much more, go to 9320.com to sign up now or simply click the link in the description. So what are you waiting for? Go to 9320.com now for the best, most passionate, impartial coverage of Manchester City and beyond.